0: We're back and welcome to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I am your host, as always, Dustin P., and on this episode, we talk AMC's The Walking Dead Season 8, Episode 14, entitled Still Gotta Mean Something. But before we get into that, allow me to introduce my co-host. You heard the boom hottie in the background. He is, as always, Genius McGee. Genius, what's up, man? How's it going, man? Oh, you know, this is take two. You know, yeah. technical difficulties at the first one mm-hmm. because Windows decides to always update on the but on the system. I'm feeling fancy. Got my fancy cakes. <laughs> oh, so. I've already devoured my fancy cakes. <laughs> so. How fancy? Super fancy. So for the sake of brevity, we dive right into spoilers on these episodes. So spoiler,
1: spoiler, spoiler, you've been warned. Mm-hmm. Genius, what was your first take on this episode? It was kind of a slow bird, but I really dug this episode. I enjoyed this episode um, for different reasons. I still got beef as usual, but like overall, I thought it was pretty cool. But let's go down the line.
0: Yeah, I like this episode quite a bit too. I think it gave us <coughs> quite a bit of um, detail with, with some of the characters we've kind of conjectured on in some of our previous episodes, mm-hmm. and it gave a little bit more depth to some of the uh, some of the characters that we've kind of we've said that we've liked, but we've not really. You know, dove deep into yeah. so far. Um, so let's just go ahead and start. We see everything in the aftermath of Simon's massacre at the at the trash heap, and we see <laughs> Jadis playing dead. Yeah, you know she smears herself in blood of one of one of her comrades, which is and smart. Just lays there, mm-hmm. and then you see the Savior walk by and oh, shoot. it's not your fight, lady. Yeah, lays for the ride, lady. <laughs> so, do you think that Jadis is? Do you think that was like the precursor for her kind of going? Kind of
1: sort of insane. No, not, no, no. I think she just did what she needed to do to survive. Yeah. You know, she saw somebody already dead. All right, there's a pile of bodies. Let me hop in the pile of bodies. I mean, it was smart. Yeah, no. Because if they're going to kill everybody, they're going to kill everybody. So whether you're the queen, the leader, the whatever you want to be, you got to duck. Kinda stu-
0: it was kind of stupid on the Savior's part, though. He should have popped her. Double tap.
1: Yep. Always double tap. Always especially double tap. And Zombieland taught us anything. Right. Especially in the zombie apocalypse. If you don't double tap, then you got just another walker infestation on your hand. But then again, at that point, they didn't care.
0: Yeah. And and we see why Jadis in the later part of the episode, or actually previous episodes, but later in the timeline when she mm-hmm. meets with Rick and Michonne, mm-hmm. we see why she's in, I, I'm assuming her slip. Yeah. For, I, I mean, I, I'm not a... I'm not a fashionista nor am I a women's it's, a women's right? clothing expert.
1: That's all I know. It's like a nightgown or a slip and then you know what? There's like people yell, you you old fucking fogies, it isn't called a slip. You know, it's not like we're saying they're like a fucking petticoat and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Bloomers and like dun, 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 you know. So so we but, see why Jadis is <clears throat> naked when she comes up
0: to rick and michonne i mean because she wants to get the blood off of her and mm -hmm. you know the the brains of all of her fallen comrades but it was
1: so weird to see her super clean room you know here she is is living in this trash heap and then you go in in the middle and she's just got this fucking almost clean room type thing
0: yeah it's really weird i mean you've got you know she's living in a trash heap and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you go into like the shipping container and it looks like a a minimalist's dream i just want to be pure you I mean, know, all it just, is a
1: bed that's sitting on the ground. Right. Um a bookshelf. And very like, a suitcase. Very unchaotic. But I guess that is cathartic in a way. Because if you're living in trash, you know, and just Madness and chaos. You need to have one sort of solitude. That's yeah, you have this swirling like, mass of entropy around you, so. right? But still, I don't know. I'd kind of want to be like making trash angels and shit. You know, because well, I mean,
0: she already paints on like car doors and yeah. pieces of metal that she finds so, well, and stuff like by, that. by the
1: fuck not, trash angels? Yeah.
0: So in the previous episode, we do find that Jadis actually kidnaps Negan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stumbles upon him, you know, takes him hostage and whatnot. And we we kind of get that play out a little bit before before that happens we get the Ezekiel and Carol back and forth and Carol Morgan yeah. dynamic which I know you're a huge fan of King Ezekiel I am. And who the hell wouldn't be yeah so let's let's talk about Ezekiel and Carol for a little bit okay and Carol is is 100% made up her mind that Henry is dead after his little jaunt after the saviors
1: but that's weird because she still wanted to go and see just to make sure and it was kind of like interesting to see that. Because, especially when it was a time for them to split up, and for her and Morgan to split up, where she's like, okay, we need to go and check this out, but, and he's like, I need to go and kill these people. When she was giving up, it was almost weird to see that, and he was like, you're the strongest person I know, you're gonna go do it, and you saved me, but... I can't be saved. It was this whole weird juxtaposition of bringing their own words back to each other.
0: Yeah, and I, I think Carol and Morgan really do understand each other, mm-hmm. even for as as crazy as Morgan can be, and as I, I guess you would say, vengeance filled as Carol can be. Yeah, they really do understand each other at their cores. I mean, because they are good people, mm-hmm. and I, I think a lot of what the reason why Carol had to go out there. Well, it wasn't just because she wanted to keep track of Morgan and find out whether or not he was okay in the head. It harkens back to Sophia or dead. Yeah. You know, there was no in-between. She can't just kind of, you know, leave him out there and, you know, expect the best to happen for him. So I, I think that was one of those things. It, it, not necessarily the motherly instinct per se, but the motherly instinct because there for so long... She didn't know what happened to Sophia when they were back on the farm. Yeah, that was a whole arc. I mean, that tore her up. Yeah. So I I think the the Henry thing, if she didn't know, was going to tear her up again. So,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, and that was kind of interesting to see that dynamic play between those three characters because – You know, Morgan was a confidant of King Ezekiel. Carol has always had a dynamic with Ezekiel. Yeah. And you see, you know, after
1: Shiva got lost to the walkers, Ezekiel has been pretty much just spinning his wheels. Because even Ezekiel was like, you know, you of all people giving up telling me stop the bullshit and you're coming around and saying, oh, well, he's dead. I ain't even going to go and bother and look for him, you know? It was good for Ezekiel to say, "Cut that shit out, quick." Yeah, you it know? was. It was really good. You need to go and fucking find that kid for yourself, at least, you know. And so, because he understands her too, and and when they finally came and had that dynamic in between, and I know we're jumping all over with timelines and whatnot, and and, and that but was the episode's of, pretty pretty much set that up, right? Um, but for that moment when morgan and carol um were talking to each other and saying you saved me but i need to save you that was like more powerful to me than i expected it to be i didn't shed a tear or anything like that but i was like damn that is that is some truthful shit and looking back and i was like looking respect uh, looking retrospectively and i'm like Wow, that's a little bit of the feels, you know? Yeah, and and it's truthful.
0: Because yeah, you have it's 100% two, truthful. You have two of the strongest characters on this show yeah. confiding in one another. And, I mean, Carol knows that Morgan is lost at this point. I mean, he has. Far gone. It, no, I wouldn't say far gone. I mean, he's just kind of off the beaten path. He knows he's not right, but. Yeah, and, he, and, and Morgan it has always been one of those things where even when Carol ventured away from the group and kind of did. Her solitary thing. Morgan mm-hmm. was always there to kind of, you know, make sure she was okay and at least mentally, you know, and, and kind of keep them in the forefront of her mind. Exactly. So I think that's a lot of where the mutual respect comes from. But the only thing I can say about these sequences that I'm really not liking, I can't tell if he's they're they're doing this because he's on the mend from his injury. Mm-hmm. But I don't like the way that they've shelved King Ezekiel and, and made him almost a background character to all of the all of the survivors. Yeah. I mean, that's not. You're, you're not utilizing King Ezekiel's power, mm-hmm. you know his gravitas, the, to the way that they should
1: be using him. But at this point, there's not a lot for Ezekiel to do but be on the mend, you know?
0: But is he really still on the mend? I mean, he looked like he was walking around pretty
1: okay. Yeah. yeah. I he could have gone out with the he king, with yeah, Carol. Yeah. He could have went out with them. He looked like he was able-bodied enough. I mean, because you don't have a kingdom anymore. The right. kingdom is blown up. So is right. Alexandria, but everybody's safe, right? You know, they're still on. The, there's Rick's out on his mission. We'll get to that later. So yeah, he totally could, but I guess you know he's out there doing the cons. Yeah. So <laughs> so we we can only get a couple couple uh, scenes with Ezekiel. Right. Hey, hey, better to have a little bit of Ezekiel than no Ezekiel at all. Right, uh, I like what you did there. Yeah. Um. Interspersed in this episode, we do
0: get a little bit of a terroritas moment. Yeah. Um. Where Tara comes out and tells uh Daryl, "We're
1: through. They broke up. No more terroritas." Uh, all right. Now we got no gotta, more terroritas. We got to
0: figure out something else to call them.
1: Uh. We're not gonna call them because Ro- Ro- well. Rosaritas? No. Norma Rita. Oh,
0: I like it. Norma I like Rita. it. I like it. So now we have uh, Tara kind of confiding <laughs> in Daryl that you know mm-hmm. the doctor checked her out, gave her a clean bill of health. Yeah. Dwight and apparently shot her with a clean arrow, right. and that's what she and says. You
1: to- and you totally called it; it was a grazing shot. And you're one hundred percent right that, like, warning, like, "Hey, Simon's about to kick your ass," and you know, I can't believe that. I understand it was all a matter of uh, Reedus' point of view, but at the same time. When there's so much evidence pointing the contrary, swallow your fucking pride, you know, hillbilly justice, (laughs) you know, (laughs) swallow your pride and like, think about it logically, you know, but I understand like, I'm gonna fucking kill him, you know, he didn't do it. He warned me like the person who did it is forgiving him, you know, so the person that he killed her girlfriend is forgiving him. We said it before, Norman Reedus didn't get it that bad. All he got was all he got was his motorcycle and his, his uh, jacket, yeah. and then like kidnapped and tortured. Okay. That's bad. But- hey,
0: you were eating dog food sandwiches, but at least you were eating, pal. Right. You better gnaw on that strong heart sandwich. <laughs>
1: you, you, <laughs> you know he doesn't have any worms anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> at least it wasn't old Roy. <laughs>
1: His name, he's got a little bit of Alabama leg hound in him if you know what I mean. But, but but he didn't get it that bad. So if everybody else is forgiving him, like calm your tits, fucking Norman Reedus, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like sit down, take a breath and like just think about it cuz you're going to fuck up again. And people are going to yell at you. I'm going
0: to yell. At you. I mean, we've we've already seen the previews for next week's yeah. episode, and it and it does appear to be another episode of Hillbilly Justice starring Norman Reedus. So, but we get um we get a very <coughs> telling sign from you know Tara. She says, you know, do what you got to do, but no, it's just for you. Yeah. You know, don't do this in my name. Don't do this yeah. with any type of you know kind of chivalry or because my conscience. Pomp is clear. and right. Yeah, right. exactly. So I think I think that was cool of Tara to that finally. Was-
1: Realize cool that Tara. Dwight
0: is not a bad guy.
1: Exactly. That was very cool of Tara. I was like,
0: kudos, Tara, kudos. And then we get the big, the big feel moment with Rick and Michonne, mm-hmm. uh, where Rick is going through the, the drawer, pulls out the letter, and Michonne and him have a moment. Um, she asks Rick <coughs> if he wants to read the, the letter that Carl gave to her. Yeah. And you see Rick just kind of he just goes crazy. I mean, it, I mean, he doesn't go crazy. starts punching walls and breaking shit in the <laughs> room. Why would you do that? But you can tell that it's really, it really it's chewing him shook up. shook him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's chewing him up. And I, I think at that moment, you know, before he goes and he does what he does later in the episode, I think he finally accepts his grief yeah. to know that, you know, this is really jacking with him something serious. Mm-hmm. I mean, and rightfully so. I mean, it's his kid, it, you yeah, know. Most definitely. So... Um, what was your take on that interaction there with with the the Rick and Michonne aspect?
1: I enjoyed it. I, I I'm glad that like it's finally happening and he's actually dealing with the shit Me and doing with the emotions because he once again it was one of those chitter get off the pot. I personally I'm not you know I don't have a kid but I'm just saying I would have read that letter day one you know and if Michonne would have said here would you like to see it? I don't know. That would be something either very personal to her or something maybe I should. But for him to be like, oh, I don't know, I, we're going to go do this, go, we're gonna go do whatever, and we're gonna do, do own, some stuff and things. Do some stuff and things. I don't know. But I'm glad he's now in the clear. You know, he's still going to go after Negan. He's still going to do oh, his he's shit. Pretty,
0: he's pretty close to Morgan clear at this point. Exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> But he's now kind of accepted that he does what he needs to do, even though I'm not 100% sure he knows exactly what he needs to do yet. But it's good to see that Michonne's got his back, and the, she's there to kind of keep him grounded, Yeah, you know? Yeah, and, and she's she's a very thoughtful person. Yeah.
0: Especially around this area, because, I mean, you, you see the, I guess, the dynamic that her and Carl had on the show and their interactions – and it was a very sincere, not necessarily I wouldn't say like a mother son kind of variable. It was no. like two best friends. Right.
1: You know. Because they both me they were both soldiers on the battlefield and they both proven their mettle to each other as equals and warriors.
0: Yeah. And she knew that Carl was a thoughtful person. Yeah.
1: You know, and yeah. I Yeah, and a good
0: and a decent human being. Yeah, and it go it goes back to, you know, right after Judith was born and Michonne and um Michonne and Carl go into that diner. Remember, yeah, that had the the picture of Rick, Lori, and, and Carl. Mm-hmm. And Michonne was the one that went in and got that for him. And the reason why that meant so much to Carl is he just he wanted to make sure that Judith knew what her mother looked like. Yeah. Too bad he doesn't have a picture of Shane to find out what the dad looks like. Oh, boom, boom. <laughs> but boom but it, it's just that dynamic and that, that I guess that caring personality that yeah.
1: Michonne and, and Carl both shared, which was kind of refreshing. Mm-hmm. And, and and I'm glad he's finally opening up to Michonne. Uh, rick is it's about time he needs to do that he needs to share the share his burden with her especially they both love each other they've said it to each other they obviously do share with each you know don't just hold all your stuff and your things you know expand
0: (laughs) next on dr phil
1: right You don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining.
0: <laughs> and then we get probably my favorite snippet of the episode, the Jadis and Negan um, vignette, if you will. And we've said this before, I think, for the past two episodes of our show, I am getting tired of seeing Negan walk away from these these dire consequences and just so happens, oh, you know, Jadis takes him hostage, puts him on one of those automotive creepers, where, you where,
1: know? Where, where, where. Okay, hold and on. Then, Oh, did I miss something? Because I wrote that in my notes. Hold on. Where what? Okay, so before I have notes, um, I wrote... Before, before we talk on, one thing I know to my nose. fucking Old Navy guy. When he was like, <laughs> when Old Navy model guy was like, hey, Rick, you know you oh, don't have yeah. to go and kill everybody. He goes, I know, I don't know how to, but I'm still going to fucking do it. Because <laughs> he's over there pontificating to a guy who's going specifically to, to kill, kill them people. all. Right? <laughs> it's like falling on deaf ears. I'll hear what you got to say, but don't fucking hold your breath that I'm going to do it. And the prophecy came true. Sorry, old Navy model guy. I don't even fucking know what his name is.
0: Well, I I prefer old Navy model guy, honestly. <laughs> I mean, his, his name could be like, oh, I don't know, Steven. Right. But we'll just call him old Navy model guy because he, that's what he looks he like. He looks like an old Navy model guy. So, I mean, the, if L.L. Bean was still relevant, I mean, I guess we could call him that. But no, that's it, exactly it. You know, he, he goes, you know, we can still bring these guys back. They can be available. He's
1: like, Rick just goes, yeah, yeah sure, sure, <laughs> okay, cool, uh, thanks. Pip, 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 pip. You know, <laughs> you're lucky you and your friends are holding the gate right now. Yeah, exactly. Or you would have been on the outside, fucking puppy chow. So slow your roll, old navy model guy. Yep. But here's what I okay. So there, here's where my main note, uh, because I put a big old a star on this one. Is, did I miss something? Was there like a part that was like edited? Because it seemed like first Negan was on the dolly, uh, the, the little uh, trolley with just nothing. The next thing I know, she pulls out a walker cart and he's got a, a, a flare out of nowhere and a gun out of nowhere with pictures out of nowhere. That was none of that shit. Was, it just came, it just happened. It, it, it was quick. What what he did
0: is once Jadis moved back, like around the corner, you see him kind of using his feet to scoot the little creeper right. over there. But, then, but he gets but to but the but bag. But- he, he got to her bag, oh, which okay. I still I still don't understand. It's like number one, okay, if you're gonna take somebody hostage, don't learn put how to tie a, a knot.
1: Learn how to tie a knot, and don't put them on the macar that they can move back and forth. And if you're gonna do some sort of fucking elaborate saw trap, make sure you make sure you're not gonna do it at the same time that your fucking aircraft carrier out of nowhere is gonna or helicopter. A helicopter. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm getting all worked up your fucking helicopter out of nowhere is gonna come and save you don't fucking do it if you got important shit to do like that that's important shit don't fuck around with like would you like to play a game in the trash you know <laughs> fucking pop his ass burn his bat or do whatever you want to do don't listen to that shit because look what happened exactly <laughs> but at the same time I hated the fact that she let him go because she had no reason to let him go because he ruined her fucking plan. He should have killed her right there or at least turned him over to Rick. Yeah. If he would have said, here, where here is now, Negan, I am now, need, like, food and water, bow to me, I'm your queen. Or whatever she's going to fucking want to say. I don't know what's in her trash mind now, you know? (laughs) So... I need paints, right? And spaghettios and kittens, <laughs> lots of kittens. <laughs> right? So, so I don't know what's going on and why she fucking let him go. Cause she really should have at least beat his ass. Even though he know, even though she's, he's like, no, I had no idea, I had no idea. Please don't. And he's hundred percent right. He didn't do that. I mean, but at the same time. He still did horrendous shit. He still made an order for them to go and kill at least one or two. The standard message, Mm -hmm. they send him to die. He still had her under the thumb, and none of this shit would have happened if it wasn't for him at this point in time, especially for the Jadis' thing. Very true. Right? So while the whole massacre of all of her people really isn't on him, still doing horrendous shit and ruining her fucking helicopter ride is unexcusable. He... Should have got something. He should have been wheeled into the grinder, in the hey, slurry maker. Yeah, that's what should have fucking happened. Kicking, his, kicking his ass all the way, or put him on that ride with that weird like uh, the trolley guy, the trolley, the trolley zombie, <laughs> the fucking lunch cart. <laughs> it's like so it's like some weird
0: Mad Max zombie mashup. But. Yeah, it's, it's it, just like you said, man, we, we've talked about it in the previous two episodes. This deal of Negan having this Skeletor moment where he always gets away mm-hmm. is getting so played out. It's <laughs> almost becoming comical mm-hmm. because these people cannot, number one, if you don't know how to take, uh, tie a knot, don't take a hostage. Number two, if you're going to go fucking flip out... Don't take a hostage because that's going to automatically take you out of the the mindset of needing to get back to this person. Right. And number three, if you got other shit to do, like, you know, maybe take a helicopter ride back to salvation, Mm -hmm. don't take a hostage.
1: It's that easy. I mean, it's not hard. Especially, exactly. You only, did you plan for another person to come on their thing? No, then pop, 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 you know? Leave him there. Exactly. Leave him tied to that little creeper. The little trolley-wally. Does
0: yeah. <laughs> he get away? <laughs> find out next time. Who I'll cares? Get you, I'll get you next time, Negan. Who right. cares, though? You're on a helicopter back to, I'm assuming, what
1: would be a, maybe a fortified installment. Because, yeah. you know, they've got a helicopter. Exactly. After, like, two year, two or three years into the apocalypse, at least, you know, still surviving and shit. There's got to be something good going on. And... Okay, so we understand his connection with Lucille and the name. But he said it's the last thing that I got to her. And he goes, and that's it. Did we understand, but it wasn't a lot of, like, ta-da! You know? All mm-hmm. this, like, what's the connection? What's the mystery? You know, it was like, "Nah, this is my wife's name. Cool. Run, 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 into the grinder with you. Should have fucked his ass up then.
0: I, and, you know... That that's another trope that's uh, that's almost getting to be played out on The Walking Dead. You have this uh, the tie to the old world that is costing all these major power villains their their ability to hold their shit together. Like Penny you know, and the Governor. P- Penny and the Governor. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Governor just was essentially a great arch nemesis for Rick. Yeah. But when Machine a very dynamic kills Penny, character. you know he goes off the rails. Now all of a sudden, <laughs> Negan is the same way with a baseball bat that's named after his his your wife that's just dumb i mean i just to me that's dumb i mean there's a lot of people probably oh that's so sweet he named a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire dipped in walker guts after his wife yeah it's like oh but you
1: know did did she play baseball (laughs) i mean that makes it what was she a star of a league of their own i I mean like did she like fucking penny marshall right was that her (laughs) weapon of choice you know it's like okay cool so that's like me saying like you know Walker, apocalypse, um, fucking, this is my gun and it's named, um, Cher. <laughs> you like Cher? Fucking, I don't know. I hate Cher. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, I, who cares? Who cares? So, like, I would have burned the fuck out of it. I yeah. would have, like, lit that shit like, I'm still so here. Lit a fucking fire, like, cast away
0: well and yeah you've got the same thing the way that that Negan (laughs) leverages against Jadis is with a bunch of old Polaroids that she has yep you know so it's like these people are being reckless number one but stuff that happened you gotta start living in the present at this point you gotta realize that you are in some dire shit yeah
1: and if she's gonna let him go why not take his deal yeah
0: yeah, go back with him to the Savior camp,
1: and Why at least not? be safe. Why not? You know? I don't know, if you're gonna let him go, like, okay, I, h- I tied you. I could have killed you. Me and you, I'm gonna let you go. Just get out of here. I was, you know, you can come with me, and I'll, you'll save passage. We're good. I will be cool to you. You'll be cool to me. No, I will let you go for no fucking reason. Ah,
0: god plot, damn it!
1: Plot holes, right? It still time. God damn it! Should have kicked his ass. Or took his deal. One of the two. Yeah. And can we
0: start locking the gates? Can we start locking the gates so all these people don't get out? I mean, just randomly.
1: Right? Because I mean,
0: otherwise, you you could have lost two heavyweights on the show because Henry wanted to be a petulant little a-hole, mm-hmm. you know? So that, that's just one of my other qualms with the, the way that the story's going. Um, shortly following that, we see that Carol uh, actually
1: finds Henry and mm-hmm. saves him. Um, that's bullshit, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so here's my thing with that. Carl Jr. needs to get got. He's costing a lot of people a lot of headache. He's costing a lot of people a lot of headache. I don't know what... Are they trying... He better be a badass because they've gone through a lot of shit to save him and if he doesn't shit or get off the pot and he becomes some sort of crazy badass like Carl did or die a horrific death worse than Carl did, I'm going to (laughs) be pissed off even more than I am than him. They're going out of their way. I'm this is gonna sound horrible. They're going out of their way to save a fucking kid in danger. Fuck that kid! But at the same time, this kid's fucking up, and he fucked up. How many lives did he cost?
0: A lot, and that was the that was my lead, and I'm glad you mentioned that because they go out. Henry lets all these saviors out. They get to this abandoned he, he what, he abandoned let him house out
1: with a gun through a chain link fence because it's a bulletproof thing, and so instead of just sitting there like who's going, who's going to kill.
0: He has to go into the pen. Right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, bro- so to progress the story, sorry, the the saviors get out. Yeah. And this is where we find, you know, Rick goes out. Morgan almost kills him. Mm-hmm. You know, and Rick has to, re, you know, I guess rein, reinforce the fact, Morgan, you know me
1: like a <laughs> goddamn dog. Yeah. Like you s- know me. Like calm Don't, down. I, yeah. I, I'm a friend. I'm a friend.
0: And then Rick finally says, you know, let's go kill him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, who's a good boy?
1: <laughs> <laughs> saviors. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and probably my favorite part of the episode is when Rick and Morgan actually do what they're set out to do. Well, you know, the, in a the roundabout way. Yeah. The big stinger is, you know, Rick gets tackled. They get taken captive by the savior camp. That was used to be the captors, uh, uh, the captives in the hilltop. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the creepy scuzzy dude that. You always <laughs> you always talk scuzz. about that. Um, the, the lead scuzz ball from the, from the saviors just keeps talking yeah, and uh, Morgan's like, you know, you're all gonna die. Mm-hmm. You know, you're all gonna die. And he finally points the gun at Morgan's head. Morgan just starts laughing. He's like, and just starts yelling to pull the walkers into right? the, into the place. I mean, that was hella smart, but hella psychotic. Because because
1: <laughs> even if even if the walker herd wasn't there, they're still we're gonna die at some point in time. Because it's Morgan and Rick, exactly. two of the baddest motherfuckers around. Exactly. You're still going to die. What's fucking Scuzzo going to do? You know? And then it was kind of, it was like, (laughs) it reminded me of like, so, and he's like, man, just let us go. I'll help you against the thing. You get all safe passage and everything. And then finally, when we'll talk about the shit in the fan later, but after everything, he was like, you said you were going to, I lied. You know, it was like, remember when I told you I was going to kill you last? I I lied. lied. You know? (laughs) <laughs>
0: and yeah, Rick finally breaks his word, you know, and he right. even tells the savers, he's like, you know, you guys can come back, and he, and he essentially spits the old Navy model guys' lines verbatim to these mm-hmm. guys, you know, you can come back to us, you can, you can, you can be a viable part of the Hilltop community, you can have stuff, you yeah. can have things, right. you can come back, and then all of a sudden they, they, you know, they, they plant that <coughs> seed of discontent, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, you know, we want to go back to the Hilltop and live happy and productive lives. And then they drag the walker, the the walker herd inside. They cut Rick and Morgan loose,
1: and then he, Morgan gave Rick that look, and Rick's like, "Fuck it, dude, let's do it." Pat, 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 pat. No, <laughs> that's glorious. It was look.
0: gangster. <clears throat>
1: Here's the thing: at first, at first, I was like, "Man, Rick, you're supposed to be an honorable character." You broke your word. Your word was your bond. You're the good guy, and why, do you, why did you do that? But then at the same time, I was... Then later on, I was thinking about it. They made their choice. Fuck them. Exactly. Word is bond, son. They made their choice. Fuck them. You know? And there, it was true. They said that, hey, the zombie, the hurt is coming. You yeah. know? They weren't lying. And even though that dude did save him, I would have been like, hey nothing personal, Otis, Otis, right? And then just, like, I would have pulled an Otis. It and, is. man, it
0: was it was hardcore because, you know, you see Rick start shooting at the walkers and everything, and one of the saviors actually saves Rick. Yeah, exactly. And Rick kind of gives him the little nod, the thank you, partner. Right? You know?
1: That's, that's the one I would have said, like, hey, man,
0: thanks, but nothing personal. Pop, pop! Just, well, the the other guy that's behind Rick, he's like, I'm running. He kind of checks his gun. He goes, I'm running low. Well, number one, you can't check that. I'm pretty sure you can't check your gun just just by <laughs> looking at it. See if it's. I'm you know, I'm used to video games. I hit pause and make sure I got enough ammo. I, I reload. I reload after every kill. I'm a Call of Duty guy. <laughs> so, but you know, Rick goes, oh, you, you know, take the lead, take the lead. I'm I'm running low, and then he looks over at Morgan, gives
1: him the let's fuck these guys up look. Yeah. All of a sudden,
0: he buries a
1: hatchet in that guy's <laughs> neck. <laughs> it was glorious. What <laughs> and then just the zombies. I'm glad Scuzzo the Scuzzo, Scuzzo got. The clown. I was gonna call him Scuzzo the Clown. He got it good. That was a great kill. Yeah, it really was.
0: And he, you know, he's he's sitting there trying to goad Morgan into saying, you know, you know, I I watched you kill one of your own people by strangling him to death. This, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And Morgan shuts this gate. And
1: holds on to him so the walkers can get there.
0: He's like, let me go, let me go. And then all of a sudden, Morgan just, um, like, backs
1: off. He just puts his hands up. And he goes, I'll let you go. Just eating the cheek. And, uh that was a great kill. This is an awesome scene. And like I said, <coughs> at first it was a little disappointing in Rick. I was like, man. But then I was like, yeah, yeah, fuck them, dude. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. They're, they're, they're saviors. Fuck them. They're bad people. I mean, I understand that some of them are going to try and, like, uh, turn. But you know what? There's enough people feeding. There's enough people, like hungry already at the hilltop and this is war son they made their choice their escapees no no quarter no quarter so once again i promote um no mercy for killing fictional characters in a television show so so where does that leave us i mean we we pretty
0: much talked about everything that we had going on
1: well first of all carl jr needs to die You've been saying die. that for like six episodes he now. He needs to die. I know that's horrible, but he really does. Um Uh we did miss something. Um a couple of things. One, who do you think's chunning the chopper? I don't know <laughs> who is. But that? but
0: it is nice to see that Rick wasn't going crazy. Because, yeah. you know, in previous episodes you remember where Rick actually sees the helicopter and he's mm-hmm. like what the hell? You know, he, he kind of has that moment of like, is this another Lori moment? Yeah. It's kind of nice to know that Rick wasn't going nuts. Yeah. You know that, that all these other people were actually seeing this. So, um, I don't know, man. Maybe it's a because you know, we we talked about possibly Jadis and the trash people being part of a military installation. Mm-hmm. You know, because they had the the helipad in the back, the solar panels, and that kind of deal. So and maybe maybe the, maybe the dump is like you know maybe maybe it was a former you know military installment or something like maybe that. She's like a spy or something. High-ranking,
1: high-ranking military officers or something,
0: or maybe just you know has some type of military training. You know, it's you know, kind of, it's all conjecture at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we probably won't find out for another four or five, six seasons. Who do you think's in the car? I, I, I'm still telling you, man. I still think it's the I can't remember her name, but the girl from the from the blockade, convoy. the convoy uh, sabotage that Dwight didn't up that shot
1: Dwight in yeah. the arm.
0: I think it's her. I think it's Gregory.
1: Uh, screw that hippie. Fucking, he needs to get got, but I think it's Gregory, because he ran off with those... Yeah, with the with saviors. He wasn't in that thing. Yeah. Because he would have tried to weasel his way. He would have tried to weasel his way out of everything before the herd would have came.
0: Yeah, that's very true. So... I think that's a. I think that's a pretty sound... I I would go 60-40 in, in regards to... My uh, yours versus my conjecture. I think it's, it probably would be Gregory. I mean, because like, I, mean, it's, it's my, I think I tried to block him out like a repressed memory, just because <laughs> I hate him so he much. He's
1: vile. Him and Carl Jr. needs to like. They well, didn't like, have a
0: Thunderdome moment where like only one of them gets to survive, and then, then Rick
1: offs the winner. Exactly. <laughs> they needed like Lady in the Tramp, like C four. <laughs> <laughs> nice. kaboom, just like. But I think it's Gregory because also like looking in the next preview. We know that Negan survives and he goes to the thing, and Simon's gonna get fucked up. Oh yeah, yeah. Trevor's gonna get torn. He, down. He's
0: trying to, you know, what what we've seen in the preview so far is that he's trying to form an
1: alliance with Dwight. Yeah. Well, not knowing that Dwight is already the Turncoat. Exactly. And I think that if it was the girl from the convoy who survived, Dwight wouldn't be even a thing now. You yeah, know, you never know, man. Negan Negan likes to play the long game. I think that asshole Gregory he needs to get got. That and Carl's Jr. Yep. Yeah. But I like the way that he. I like the way the Rick kind of snapped Morgan out of it. Like, why did you save? Just me? Just momentarily. Yeah, just like why did you save me? You're still a good person. Calm your ass down. Um, it's gonna be a bummer to see him go. You know,
0: I thought it was pretty interesting though, and pretty telling that when uh, Rick and Rick and Morgan are talking to one another, Rick goes, "You know, when I was back at your house back when this all started, mm-hmm. you know, why did you save me? Mm-hmm. You know, why did you exactly do what you did?" And Morgan finally goes, he goes. The only reason why I did it was because my son was there. You so know? you would
1: think, like, if it was just a loner, you would have been like, "Fuck that dude." Probably. He Fuck probably the police. He, he probably would have left him.
0: You know. Yeah. He, he probably would have just left him out there. It, it it was it was huge. Yeah. He goes, you know,
1: because yeah. because my son was there. It's so hard it's, to
0: know who to trust. Yeah, exactly. And, and you want to
1: raise your kid to be a just person. Yeah. And
0: it's 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 kind of fitting that the whole reason why Rick was still there. Was because of Dwayne, mm-hmm. and the whole reason why, you know, you got so many other people that are still there was because of Rick's son Carl. Yeah. So it's it's kind of kind of one of those you know three sixty it all comes around kind of deals, and so that was that was one of the I guess more impactful moments of the show for me. This just is to, an, just
1: to see that interaction there. This is an emotional like. There was a couple of good emotional moments in this movie. Yeah, I mean, and you see Morgan breaking show. down toward the end of the episode. Yeah. He's finally,
0: I, I wouldn't say that he's dealing with it, but I think the, the weight of everything is finally hitting him.
1: Mm-hmm. And then uh, moments with him and Carol yep. were especially really nice. Um, the moments between Rick and Michonne were especially, like, you know, after everything. Like The very they,
0: few moments with Carol and Ezekiel were really mm-hmm, nice. Mm-hmm. You know, they are kind of sitting around the bonfire mm-hmm. in, the, in the evening. And then just kind of you know there yeah I mean that was kind of cool yeah um I still think that 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 the whole you know Daryl thing is going to come back to
1: bite him in the butt the, they're going to try and kill Eugene we know we already saw the like next week on the right then then their their target Norma Rita is going to try and Norma get Rita. <laughs> it sounds like an alcoholic drink can I get
0: a Norma Rita it's like a margarita served in a dirty glass right
1: in a Mason jar. <laughs> <In> a... <laughs> <laughs>
0: now, if I see that drink at a bar, right, I'm claiming royalties.
1: <laughs> the Rita. <Nerve Arena>. but <laughs> with a little side of a uh, never mind. <laughs> but <laughs> with hillbilly justice. We already know they're going to try and do that. I just hope they don't fuck up. Yeah, and I can I can see it going sideways real quick. Yeah, but I think fortunately they're, they're not thinking through things at all. Rosita is though. Rosita mm. can hold her shit. I know she has personal beef against uh, against Eugene, but I think she can oversee that personal beef to, like, focus on the mission at hand, especially when the mission is to, at some point in time, take Eugene out. Yeah. Which I think strategically is a smart move. Well, I don't think they should do it. I hope they don't do it. I hope, like, not that he gets away, like, nah, but, it, like, I hope something happens. Like, you know what? You're right. This is dumb, you know?
0: Well, and, and they've got the they've got the, the quasi-plan of killing the people and sabotaging the machinery. Right. So we'll, we'll see what happens with next week's episode. But like we do on every episode, we do score them. So, Genius, on this episode, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, how mm-hmm. would you rate this episode?
1: I thoroughly enjoy this uh, this episode, um, except for the minor beefs that Gregory still needs to get got. Um, <laughs> Henry still needs to die. And Carl Jr. needs to get got. Um, I'm, I liked the the moments of feels I especially enjoyed the moments of gore because there was some good up close like gore shots and, and that's no tongue in cheek but uh <laughs> but uh, I thought it was a well serviceable episode it, 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 it drove the story along it answered more questions um, it did anger me uh, on a couple of things but I understood what they were, what they were trying to do um, I wouldn't go any higher than eight But I would want to go 8. Okay. And I'm going to go a little bit lower than you because I think with as
0: much as I liked about the show, uh, this particular episode, I'm going to go ahead and go Mm -hmm. 7. Just because I think that, you know, the Negan getting away or being let go is is starting to get really, really old to me.
1: Yeah. See, I would have gone a little bit lower, but I'm giving them, like I said, a little bit of benefit of the doubt on this one. Yeah. Because how it's setting up up the long game. Yeah, it's Jadis this time. She hasn't really fallen for his shit before.
0: Yeah. So... (laughs) You know, with that being said, you're, <coughs> you're going to go eight. I'm going to go seven. Yeah. So it was a pretty good pretty good episode overall for both of our parts. I do want to remind all of our listeners that we will be back next week with season eight, episode 15. We've only got two more shows in this season. Yes. And then we kick off Into the Badlands. Badlands!
1: In the Badlands! Please, listeners, if you have not watched Into the Badlands, now is your time. You have to, what, uh, three weeks three weeks yep season one and two is on netflix or you can stream it or through you can AMC. stream because and you've already fucking watching walking dead you might as well fucking watch into the Badlands. exactly because I mean, honestly
0: into the badlands is a better show it
1: is great <laughs> it is so good it is so good i'm so excited for this this season so two so far this season's been pretty good this yeah. season of uh walking dead uh, i should say the second half of the season it really has been it's yeah. it's, it's brisk. It's a little bit brisker. Yep. So.
0: And the story, the story seems a whole lot tighter than what it was. Yeah. Uh, we we were getting a lot more loose ends caught up. So you're gonna go eight. Yeah. I'm gonna go seven. We got next week's episode coming up. We've only mm-hmm. got two episodes left in the season. Then we kick off into the Badlands. Yep. But with that being said, on behalf of my co-host Genius McGee, I am Dustin P. And I'm gonna go on a trash shopper ride.